Just with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hot Ohio silver, the Lone Ranger. General Mills, makers of Cheerios, the ready-to-eat oat cereal that gives you go power, and Wheaties, the breakfast of champions, present by special recording, The Lone Ranger. When boys line up to run a race, galloping Gordon sets the pace. He comes in first because he knows he's got go power from Cheerios. Yes, he's got go power. There he goes. He's feeling his Cheerios, Cheerios, Cheerios. And so will you, once you're eating Cheerios every breakfast. You'll say the Cheerios taste simply wonderful, too. They're already cooked, shaped like little round O's, and just full of good toasted oat flavor. Pour out a big bowlful, add fresh milk, and pitch in. You can almost feel the go power. For a Cheerios breakfast is one of the finest ways you can get the vitamins, proteins, and minerals your body needs. A bowl of Cheerios and milk really starts your day right. Helps give you the good red blood, strong bones, and muscles. Go power. You'll get it from Cheerios. Try it, and folks will say... He's feeling his Cheerios. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fella. I am Silver. After many dreary and disheartening weeks of hardship and danger, pioneers in covered wagons moved across the western part of Utah. They hoped to reach the Nevada border and the town of Border City within a couple of days. But this hope was never realized. The veteran guide riding beside the lead wagon was the first to sense disaster when he heard an Indian war cry. Indians! Coming from the north! He saw savages riding from the crest of a hill. Form a circle! Pass the word! Form a circle! Indians coming! Get the wagons together! Pioneers worked with speed, born of desperation. When the wagons were in position, the women unloaded firearms, ammunition, and medical supplies, while the men unhitched the horses, then tipped the heavy wagons to their sides. All right, boys! Push it over! Hey, do you think the floorboards of the wagons will stop rifle bullets? Let's hope so! It's the only protection we've got! The engines are starting to ride in a circle around us. Let them have it! Pioneers fought bravely, but their supply of ammunition was limited. Against the overwhelming odds, defeat was inevitable. Before dark, the fight was over. The pioneers massacred and the wagons burned. (laughs) 
That night, the lone survivor, a boy of 16 who had lived through the massacre by feigning death, moved through the darkness, away from the scene that wrote an infamous page in the history of the West. The following morning, the lone ranger and Tonto, riding across the plains, saw the remains of burned wagons and grim evidence of a heroic struggle. Oh, 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 easy, 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 easy. The work of Apaches. After making sure that all the pioneers were beyond earthly help, the Lone Ranger said, Too many for us to bury, Tonto. We'll report this to the fort. Ah. Let's examine the ground beyond the circle of wagons. On the soft ground, the masked man and his companion found many tracks of unshod ponies. A big band of Indians, Tonto. Ah. Them come from hill over that way. And they went away over the same hill. Notice all the rifle shells. Uh, look like cartridges from Sharp's rifle. Yes. I wonder how the savages got modern weapons. Me wonder, same thing. A lot of Apaches armed with Sharp's rifles. That means more trouble to come. Kimasabi. Yes? Here, boot mark. Let me see. Those are not made by an Indian. That's right. White fellow walk here. He headed west. And his trail's on top of the pony tracks. He was alive after the Indians left. Uh, him got long walk to Border City. Maybe we follow tracks, catch up and help him. Yes, we'll do that, Tonto. But first, I want to ride up that hill. You think Indians camped on the other side? No, but the tracks beyond the hill may tell us which way they went. Oh. All right, let's go, Tonto. Easy, 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 easy Come on, Silver. Come up, scout. The two men, both highly skilled in reading trail signs, followed the tracks of Indian ponies across the level plain and up the hillside. They were but a short distance from the crest when the sharp eyes of the Lone Ranger saw something on the ground. He called, Wait in, Toto. Close to the I'm going back a few yards to look at something beside that boulder. Come on, Silver. Come, 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 come. What you see, Kimasabi? You were farther away from the rock than I was. Oh, here we are. Oh, Silver. Oh, easy. Easy, easy, easy Scout. Easy, Tom. What's that? A half-smoked cigarette. Oh. There are others close to rock. Someone here for a long time. And smoked plenty cigarette. There were two men standing here, Toto. And they wore boots, not moccasins. They're marks of horses. Big horses wearing shoes. Two men stood behind and beside this rock and watched the attack on the wagon train. Me wonder who men are. Something to find out if they were... Oh. Have you found something? Oh. Maybe this helped. A small velvet tassel. Ah, oh, me see tassel like this on plenty fancy hat in Mexico. That's right. This might have come from a Mexican hat. We'll take it with us. Oh. Himasabi, yes. me hear hoopbeats. Horses coming from the other side of the hill. Putting into his pocket the red velvet tassel that had probably been one of many that dangled from the wide brim of a fancy sombrero, the Lone Ranger looked toward the crest of the hill. Six troopers rode into view from the far side. A lieutenant, a sergeant, and four privates. Well, then see us. We stay here? Yes. They may know something about the Apaches. Stay where you are! Easy, Master, Sergeant, keep these two covered. Lieutenant, there's been a massacre. That's why we're here. A scout brought word to the camp a couple of hours ago. Colonel Hodge detailed... Colonel Hodge? Is he your commanding officer? Yes. He came to investigate. After the massacre, the Indians rode over this hill. 
You may have seen their tracks. The ground north of the hill is hard lava. Tracks don't show. Please tell the colonel that I'm... I'm instructed to bring in anyone who looks suspicious. That mask qualifies you as a suspicious character. Well, I'd like to speak to Colonel Hyde. I intend to take you to him. Where's the camp? About ten miles due north. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. That's too far. We can't take the time to go there now. You can't take the time? No, we want to follow the trail of one man who survived the massacre. We lose four or five hours if we go to your camp. I gave you no choice. Surrender your guns, you two Indian. Lieutenant, Toto and I have served Colonel Hodge's guides. He knows me as the Lone Ranger. That means nothing to me. Lieutenant, I've heard the Lone Ranger. Well, I haven't. Well, you've only been in the West a short time. Are you going to surrender your guns? No. Toto... Follow the trail of that survivor. Uh, Stand away from your horses. I ordered you to surrender. We're not soldiers under orders. Speaking of orders, are you going to order your men to shoot us in the back? Easy, steady, big Well, of all the cool nerves. Nervous, right, Lieutenant. He told you. He's the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger and Tottle rode hard to the foot of the hill. Then, seeing that they were not pursued, they slowed their horses. Easy, Silver. Easy, easy, easy. To a steady lope and headed west, following the tracks of the only survivor of the massacre. <laughs> Meanwhile, in rugged hills north of the trail to Border City and west of the cavalry camp, a meeting took place in the hideaway stronghold of Chief Red Wolf and his band of savage Apaches. Two white men, named Tarmac and Chase, sat on the ground with Red Wolf. Dew Chase, wearing expensive clothes, toyed with his hat, a fancy Mexican sombrero trimmed with red velvet tassels, while Tarmac counted money. Sixteen hundred dollars. Red Wolf, you sure this is all the cash you found on the pioneers? Me sure. Hold on, Red Wolf. You got the horses, firearms, and everything else the pioneers had. You were to give us all the cash. That was the agreement. Don't try to hold out on us. You're not like agreement. We end the agreement. No, 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 Red Wolf. No, no. We got a good setup. Dude and I find out about the wagon trains, you make the attack. Yeah. When next wagon train come west? We don't know yet. Maybe we'll hear about one while we're in Border City tonight. What are you looking for, dude? Uh, I lost one of the tassels from my hat. I thought it might be around here on the ground. Well, here's half your cash. Uh, thanks. Buy yourself a step and get rid of that crazy-looking sombrero. I like this sombrero. I paid plenty for it. <laughs> well, we better get going. You'll be hearing from us, Red Wolf. Steady, uh, boy. You ready, dude? Yeah, let's go. Easy. Get up there. Come here. Come We'll continue our Lone Ranger adventure in just a moment. Cause champions are made, not born. Yes, sir. Get on your way. Get on your way. Get on your way with Wheaties. Something to think about, isn't it? To become a champ, you don't have to be born a champ. Take Bob Feller, pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Young Bob was born a farmer's son. He practiced ball when chores were done. He worked for speed. He learned control. To be a champ was young Bob's goal. So he ate Wheaties bowl on bowl. Bob's been a champ for many years. It's Wheaties Flakes that he still cheers. Bob Feller ate Wheaties as a kid, still eats them now, 23 years later. You can't beat them. There's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties Flake. Okay, Bob, wind her up. Hey, hey, hey. He's on his way, on his way. He's on his way, on his way. Get on your way with Wheaties. 
Cause champions are made, not born. Yes, sir. Get on your way. Get on your way. Get on your way with Wheaties. Breakfast of Champions. Now to continue. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, following the clearly defined boot marks, held Scout and Silver to a steady pace. By late afternoon, they were within a few miles of Border City when they saw a figure lying on the ground beside the trail. He's the man we've been following. Close over hole. He's 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 To their surprise, the Lone Ranger and Tonto found a boy, unhurt, but sleeping from sheer exhaustion. Good food and the Lone Ranger's understanding and sympathetic manner soon won the confidence of the boy who gave his name as Billy Milton. He fought back tears as he told of the massacre and his parents who had been killed. The Lone Ranger said, Billy, we're going to take you to the home of a lady who lives at the edge of Border City. Her husband and son were killed by Indians several years ago. Her name is Mrs. Kimberly. We'll start as soon as we put away the cooking gear. Tarmac and Dude Chase reached Border City soon after dark and went directly to the cafe. Seated at a table, they watched for men with news of wagon trains. Presently, a man rushed through the battling doors and shouted, Hey, kids! Dude, he looks familiar. Listen, kids, I've got news! He's the plainsman who brought word of the wagon train the last time we were here. He sure cashed in on that information. I told you about a wagon train heading this way. That was a couple of days ago. I thought I'd be here by this time. Yesterday was attacked by Injuns. What's that? By Injuns? The only survivor is a 16-year-old boy. What's his name? Did you see him? Where is he? Did he hurt? How did he hurt? Now, give me a chance. I'll tell you all I know. I was calling on the widow Kimberly when a masked man and an Indian arrived with the boy. Masked man? Mrs. Kimberly knew the masked man. He helped fight the Redskins and killed her son and husband. She told me he's the Lone Ranger. I'm telling true facts. The Lone Ranger and Tonto are at the Weaver's house right now. Come outside. Jude and Tarmac hurried out a side door and walked fast toward the front of the cafe, where their horses waited at the hitch rail. I didn't know the Lone Ranger was around here. And neither did I. He and his Indian pal investigate. They might find our tracks. I don't think they could follow them. Listen, I've heard plenty about the Lone Ranger and Tonto. They're mighty sharp at cutting signs. I don't aim to take any chances of getting my neck in a noose. We're going to kill the Lone Ranger. Hey, boy. Get up. Come on. There was no reason for Tonto standing with the horses in front of the Kimberly house to attach any significance to the sound of hoofbeats on the town's main street. And he did not hear the horses of Dude and Tarmac a few minutes later when they were halted on soft grass far behind the house. The renegades left their horses, and as they approached on foot out of Tonto's sight, Tarmac said, We'll go along the side of the house to we're near the front. When the masked man comes out, we'll drill him and Tonto. There's a light in the back room. I noticed it. I'm going to look through the window. Someone's in that room. I saw the shadow move. Well, as I figure it, the widow, the masked man, and the boy are the only ones in the house. You better keep your voice low. We're getting close. Is it... Tomac. I see him. The Lone Ranger in there. Well, there's no use waiting. I'm going close to the window and put a bullet through that masked man right now. Then get the Indian. unaware of the threat of death, the Lone Ranger stood beside Billy in a small, neat bedroom and smiled at the boy's wide-eyed admiration. Golly, it's a fine room. 
I can't believe it's going to be mine. Mrs. Kimberly's son used to sleep here. Do you think she really meant it when she said she'd be glad to have me live here? I know she meant it. She's unpacking all of her boys' clothes in the other room. They're to be yours, too. You live here, Billy, and go to school. But the window! Move fast! The masked man drew and fired with lightning speed as he shoved Billy to one side. Tell Mrs. Kimberly to stay where she is and not to worry. Yes, sir. The fast move and quick shot threw off Bude's aim. The Lone Ranger saw two men running away from the house and toward two horses. He opened the window. As he leaped out, Tonto ran up to his side. Be here, guns, Kimasabi. One of those men tried to shoot me. We get horses. We catch him. Wait. Look, Tonto, one of them lost his hat. Ah, in Mexican. We don't know about the man, but this is a Mexican hat with velvet tassels. Kimasabi. Tassels like the one we found. Ah, there's one tassel gone from hat. Those must be the men who watched the massacre. Not right. Come on, we'll get Scout and Silver. As the Lone Ranger and Toto reached their horses in front of the house, a crowd of townsmen who had heard the shooting approached. What's the gun play? We heard shots. What's going on here? Guard the people in that house. Easy, send it to Easy, fellow. I'll explain later. Come on, Silver. After dashing away from the house, leaving the townsmen dazed, the Lone Ranger and Toto used many tricks to remain unseen while they pursued the men ahead. We'll find out where they go. Come on, Silver. Let's count. First, the gunmen rode east, but after a few miles, thinking they were not observed, they angled to the northeast. They're heading for the hills. There's plenty hiding place there. Come on, Silver. Get them up. Count. The outlaws reached the hills at midnight. After that, it was increasingly difficult to keep them in sight. The rugged ground was studded by countless boulders and cut by many canyons. When the men ahead drew rain to rest their horses, the Lone Ranger and Tonto did the same. Some distance away. We wonder how far them go. Tonto, those men undoubtedly led the Indian attack. They may be going to join their Apache friends. Uh, if we follow them, we meet over a hundred men. We'll need lots of help. You ride south. Get ahead of those two. Then go east as fast as possible to the cavalry camp. Not north of where Indians attack wagons. Yes. Tell Colonel Hodge the situation. And what you do, Kimasabi? I'll keep following and try to locate the hideout. How soldiers know where hideout is? I'll signal with smoke. Kimasabi. Bad men see signal. Then try get you. I'll hope that the cavalry gets them first. Tell me go now. Easy, scout. Easy, fella. Good luck, Kimasabi. Adios. Adios. Get them up, scout. Through the remaining hours of night, Bude and Tarmac rode slowly, so their horses might avoid a misstep on the dangerous ground. At dawn, they reached their destination, the camp of the Indian renegades. Chief Red Wolf listened to their story, nodding soberly from time to time. Tarmac finished by saying, We gotta kill that masked man in Tondo, and we'll need your help. Me hear plenty about masked man. Me glad to see him dead. And you'll help us, huh? Well, how about it, Red Wolf? Wait, what do you see? Look there, top of mountain. Smoke? What's that mean? Someone there, make fire. Hey, this hideout of yours can be seen from that peak. That's right. Fire's giving out an awful lot of smoke. That signal. Hey! We go there! The shouted commands of Red Wolf stirred the savages to action. In a matter of minutes, they were armed and mounted, ready to ride. Come on, Tormac, we gotta go with them. watching from behind a boulder that concealed himself and his horse from the view of the oncoming savages, knew that escape was out of the question, 
He drew his guns, prepared to sell his life as dearly as possible. Silver, the first shots are for the white renegades. Never shot to kill. But this time, please, Lord, direct my bullets. For a moment, the masked man's eyes were closed in prayer. The troopers, Silver, the smug fire did it. The Indians were caught in plain view of the hard-riding men in uniform who charged up behind them. Devastating gunfire broke out. The masked man mounted Silver and joined the fight. Monster! Soon many savages were killed. The rest, including Red Wolf, threw down their guns. Dune and Carmack also surrendered. When the prisoners were tied, Colonel Hodge gripped the hand of the masked man, while the other officers stood by. Again, sir, we're indebted to you. We've not only captured those renegades, we've recovered the rifles they stole. I'm glad we could be of service, Colonel Hodge. You and Tonto. Colonel, we'd like to leave at once. There's a lad in Border City who's waiting to hear that these savages are captured. You tell that boy they'll pay in full. Good. Come on, Tonto. Are you ready? Come on, Tonto. Come on, Tonto. Gosh, Colonel. Yes, Lieutenant? Now I see what the sergeant meant. What do you mean? <laughs> he told me I'd be loco to try to capture the Lone Ranger. copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated is produced by Pendle Campbell Muir Incorporated. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Your announcer, Fred Boyd. Listen to the Lone Ranger, brought to you by special recording Mondays through Fridays at this same time.